No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we present the second part of an uplifting song written by David after God delivered him from Saul and all his enemies. We hope you'll join us now on Simply the Bible. As the sweet psalmist of Israel, David composed a wonderful song about God's deliverance. Yesterday we covered the first half, today we finish it up. Please join me as we look at 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 26. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With a blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. You will save the humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty that you may bring them down. Now, earlier we saw that David was speaking of the record of his righteousness. He had kept his hands clean. He had been a man of integrity, and God had rewarded him accordingly. But we pointed out that this was really an exaltation of God who kept him that way. David could have gone south and committed sin, but he didn't. And now he points out that as David had been merciful to others. The Lord had been merciful to him. As David had been blameless in his walk, he had not ever worshipped idols. God was also blameless toward him. God's character is faithful to recompense faithfully those who are faithful to him. Compare David's behavior with Saul's. Saul went after David to kill him. David, when given the opportunity to kill Saul, wouldn't touch him. And therefore, God blessed David. David humbled himself before the Lord and God lifted him up. Saul opposed God, went against his will, exalted himself against God's will, and God humiliated him. Verse 29, For you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord shall enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. David liked to speak of the Lord being his light, a lamp to his feet. That is, God illuminated his way and helped him through those places of darkness. But God also showed him how to make war. You know, he could run against a troop. He could scale a wall, besiege a city. It was God that was showing him how to do these things. He said, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. I love that. God's ways are perfect. His word, no matter how much you slice it, no matter how much you scrutinize it, it's always perfect. And finally, God kept David's lamp from going out. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? God is my strength and power, and he makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer, 
and sets me on my high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. Now, we covered God being a rock and strength to David in verses 2 and 3, but David mentions it again here. He also says that his way was perfect. It's like he's saying as God's way is perfect, so he makes my way perfect. For David esteemed God's way above his own. Then we see that all David's body parts really belong to the Lord. David was God's instrument for executing judgment on the enemies of Israel. His feet were like the feet of a deer, able to walk in precarious places without slipping or falling. His hands successfully made war. His arms could bend a bow of bronze. In Romans 12:1, we are told to present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Are the parts of our bodies finding their expression in serving the Lord? Verse 36, you've also given me the shield of your salvation. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. This is a beautiful picture that salvation is a shield. In fact, our salvation in Jesus Christ protects us from the accusations of the devil. It shelters us from the fear of death. In Ephesians 6, we're told to put on the helmet of salvation. And that protects our minds from the fiery darts of the devil's lies. Now, David was a mighty warrior, but he observed that the Lord, in fact, was gentle. He wrote in Psalm 103, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. He said, As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. David knew that God had dealt with him in gentleness, mercy, and compassion. God stooped down from heaven to lift David up and to make him king over all Israel. And God made David a gentle man. David really had a generous and compassionate heart, even toward Saul who was out to kill him. I don't think we stop to appreciate the gentleness of God enough. Jesus said that he is humble and gentle in heart. Paul said that we should let our gentleness be evident to all. And you know, we can be gentle and yet accomplish great works for God. May God help us exercise his gentleness that condescends to lift up others and to make them great. Verse 38, I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them. Neither did I turn back again until they were destroyed, and I have destroyed them and wounded them, so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet, for you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose against me. You have also given me the necks of my enemies, so that I destroyed those who hated me. They looked, but there was none to save, even to the Lord, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them as fine as the dust of the earth. I trod them like the dirt in the streets, and I spread them out. 
Now, we might have trouble with these descriptions of how David dealt with his enemies. I mean, he really wiped them out here. It doesn't seem to be much mercy being demonstrated. But we must understand that these enemies were devoted to Israel's destruction. Now, if they would have succeeded, we would not have the law. We would not have the prophets. We would not have the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Moreover, these were extremely wicked nations whose practices were so vile and lethal that they would have died on their own eventually anyway. God had given them centuries to repent, but they only grew more hardened in their wickedness. Therefore, David served as the Lord's servant in executing his judgment. You have also delivered me from the strivings of my people. You have kept me as the head of the nations. A people I have not known shall serve me. The foreigners submit to me. As soon as they hear, they obey me. The foreigners fade away and come frightened from their hideouts. Many of those that David defeated, if he didn't kill them, he made them servants of Israel and they would bring forth tribute or just work as servants. God gave David this prominent position over many nations. But this looks forward to the day when the son of David, whom David called my Lord, the Messiah, will be given all nations as his inheritance, according to Psalm 2. And of course, we read about that being fulfilled when we get to Revelation, uh, especially Revelation 19. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted. The rock of my salvation. It is God who avenges me and subdues the peoples under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent men. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. He is the tower of salvation to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. I love this. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted, the rock of my salvation. You know, it might seem obvious that the Lord lives, but David was saying really to those nations that he had defeated, look, your idols are just dead. They're dead idols. But the Lord, he lives. And the fact that David had defeated these enemies and and vanquished the enemies of God just showed that his God was greater than their God. In fact, the Lord lives, whereas their gods were just dead idols. Finally, David used all these victories and deliverances that the Lord had given him as an opportunity to praise the Lord, not only among the Jews, but also among the Gentiles. Notice he says here, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And the fact that so many people throughout the world have found such great comfort and encouragement and faith through David's Psalms indicates the truth of this statement. David was amazingly gifted as a poet and a songwriter. He expressed, he experienced life to the fullest and to all 
its extremes in pain and sorrow, in joy, in victory. And somehow he could put it all into words. But what most impresses me about this man of God was his loving devotion to the Lord and his commitment to glorify him at all times. What if you were to compose your own song to God? What would you say? Whatever you say, if you mean it from your heart as an expression of your pure devotion, it will be music to his ears. And who knows, it may bless many others as well. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that it is trustworthy. It's perfect. Lord, it is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And God, we thank you for your gentleness, your mercy, your compassion, that you stooped down. You stooped down through the person and the work of your son, Jesus Christ, who came humbly as a servant, was gentle in heart, who lifts us up, who makes us children of God and gives us a heavenly inheritance. And I pray, Lord, that we would all, with David, be devoted to you and call upon your name in the day of trouble, that you may lift us up, that you may free us up, that you may exalt us, and that we may glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll consider the last written words of David and take a good look at his mighty men. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible.